Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. Uh, it's, it's not funny, but that was... Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, uh, host of the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill, and this is what you're listening to. Uh, that was me impersonating the great, legendary, Grammy Award-winning Cardi B as she warned us about coronavirus. Uh, it's just her voice. It's just wild. Coronavirus! But uh, in all seriousness, coronavirus uh, has hit New York City, folks. We're in the end games now, folks. We're in the end games. Uh, we, uh, uh, so we got some news. Uh, coronavirus, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock or you don't read the, the news or anything, coronavirus is this uh, virus uh, epidemic that's really been happening. Uh, it came from overseas, and now it's hit us. So now, as a country, we're preparing. We've uh, locked down certain places. Uh, currently, I live in New York City, originally from the great state of Florida, but I live in New York City. And the government just, the governor just released a statement, and that statement means that we've shut down bars, we've shut down restaurants, and we have shut down executive, excuse me, an executive order. He said the virus can spread rapidly through close interactions of New Yorkers. Having restaurants, bars, and places where we sit close together, we have to break this cycle. Tomorrow, I will sign an executive order excuse me, limiting restaurants, bars, and cafes, only takeout food and delivery. Nightclubs, movie theaters, small houses, and concert venues must all close. This order will go in effect Tuesday, March 7th, or March 17th, excuse me, 9 a.m. So it pretty much happened already. He said it the other night. So it's it's tough. It's tough because New York City, if you're not aware, a lot of entertainment here. So bars are closing, and a lot of the waitresses and barbacks are actors. And those actors, when they're not in between jobs, they work at uh, their servers. So they're they're out of jobs right now. So they're out of work, so it's tough on them. Uh, the Broadway performers, uh, they closed down Broadway. And it's tough on them. I have a couple friends that are from Broadway, so they're, they're panicking a little bit. Um, also, also, let's see who else. Um, actors, actors, like I said, actors, Broadway. A lot of movies haven't stopped production. Uh, so it's 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 tough if you're in the entertainment business. Entertainment business, it's uh, it's pretty tough. So our prayers are for them. For them, hopefully, they could executive order to people to get replenished. What's happening? But sometimes, if you're not unionized or if you're, you know, hustling, it's hard to make up that money because they still have to pay rent. Rent is expensive in New York City. And for the stand-up comics, I'm a stand-up comedian, and we're on hold for eight weeks. Eight weeks, we can't do uh, all the restaurants everything's closed for eight weeks and it's it's tough because uh a lot of comedians if you don't know there's like levels in new york city a lot of comedians are are roadheads or road workers so they work the road so most of their income comes from doing road gigs so new york city is shut down but like north carolina other places small small towns are like still running gigs but you're still putting yourself in the wrist of getting the virus so it's it's very tough. Uh, this will probably be the longest time I've ever, I've never done stand-up. Eight weeks, that's two months. That's a long time. And a lot of people are thinking about going, doing online shows. But you know what? Uh, I, I'm a real, I'm a professional stand-up comedian. No one's getting these jokes for free no more. Like Kendrick Lamar said, this ain't free. So if, if more power to the people who are doing that. But I think there are now other platforms for comedians to be creative. You can... Start a podcast. I'm doing that. We haven't started. Well, we 15 episodes in, baby. But I mean, there's a podcast you can start. You can, uh, you can start writing, making, uh, making that script that you always been talking about. Updating your website. A lot of, a lot of good things. I've been doing stand up before to, up to the point where the governor stopped it, and it's been really great. So Friday, uh, Thursday, I did a show, Bomb Shelter Comedy Club. Uh, it's not a club, but it's a. It's a room in Gaff West Bar, one of my favorite spots. I was there when I first moved to New York. I would go to that spot just like recently. They just started the show, and I was just there. My first time in New York, I just happened to get a like song like Facebook promotion. I was like, oh, I should go to this show. And I went to the show, and I met all the dudes, and these dudes have been like very kind to me. They always give me spots, and I used to go in the beginning like all the time. I would just always get up there. That was like the first place like I really started meeting like comics, and I knew uh, every Thursday. So it's good now. I'm getting booked in other places, so I go there just to see what's happening because I'm not booked Thursday next, you know, Jared, oh, you're here? Want to go up for a spot? I said, F yeah, lock me in, Turbo. And uh, it was great. Thursday night, the show was great. Then Friday night, I have two gigs. I go to Beauty Bar 
And this is when the virus is starting to, like, people start getting a lot of, like, the city starting to slow down a little bit. And uh, we're at the beauty bar, which is like a nail polishing place, but there's a show in the back room. Starts out with four people. The next, you know, 11 people show up. Now we got a show. Show goes well. And then I have a second show, Brown Israelis. That's by uh, my boy uh, Vishal and Dehaj. Two North Carolina comics, young North Carolina comics. And I, what I love seeing these young young men in the city, they took a leap of faith and they drove up here. All the Carolina comics. First there was Grant, Sheffield, Shadi, Diaz. Uh, I can, there's like uh, Gerard Fortune, Cordero. There's like maybe like 30 North Carolina comics now. So they brought the whole scene up with them. So it was good like seeing these these comics out here. They got their own show. Bar The bar's packed out. Good show. They said, Jared, close it out. I said, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea that you guys did. And it was it's going good. A lot of the jokes I've been working on have just been hitting. This joke about Will Smith I've been doing. So I was just thinking, I was like, nah, why would I put my jokes online? Just put them online for free. What's the point of coming to a comedy show if you can see these jokes online? So it was good. And I met this guy named Jeremy. Jeremy's a stand-up comedian from North Carolina. We're talking. I, I can tell that, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're elder statesmen. Oh, well, that's... We're just like, we're mature. Like, I can tell he's been doing comedy for a while. And he was just like, man, he's from North Carolina. He's like, man, the whole scene is up here. I was like, yeah, man, got to come, man, got to come. It's good seeing your scene in your city thriving and thriving inside the city. So that was Friday night. And then uh, we go to the barbershop show to check out my boy Reggie and uh, Reggie and Ronnie's show, which is good. Then Saturday night, uh, I got, I'm hosting at the Grizzly Pair. Someone hit me to host. I was like, yeah, I got nothing to do. I'll do that. And I have a show at the end at Mama's Boy. My boy, Jared Schwartz, throws a show. And then as I get there, like, Jared, someone dropped out. Can you do this show? I was like, F yeah, I'll do that one. So I do another show. So I got now three shows on Saturday. So I'm like, yeah, F that. I'm, I like it. People are coming out. People want to laugh. F it. And then the last show, Mama's Boy. And uh, what a dope venue. Because everyone in the city is looking for, like, all the comedians. Like, where are the shows at? And my boy, Jared, throws a show in Little Italy. And it's, uh, I forgot what bar it's at. I do know the bar it is. Yeah, so so it's it's called Mama's Boy. Like I said, Jared Schwartz on 105th, 145th Mulberry Street in Little Italy. Let me tell you something. This place is amazing. Like upstairs, like a full restaurant. But downstairs is like this basement where Jared throws a show. And I like Jared. I, Jared we both got the same name. I don't like him just because we got the same name. But I like this comedy. He's like young. He's 22 years old. He reminds me of myself when I started doing stand-up. He's young. He's hungry. He asks a lot of questions. And that's what I love about him because he's he's a student right now. He's a student and he's not afraid to to just walk in situations because right now he's not. he doesn't have the filth of stand-up comedy on him where you're second-guessing yourself. Did this comic like me? Should I be inside this venue? Everything else. Jared's just a free spirit. And uh, he hits me up. Uh, do the show. Jerry's still coming. I like, yeah, I'm coming. He's like, Jared, close out the show. I wanted, I was like, hey, you, you, picked, you picked the right man. And it's good because Jared's from Staten Island. And the reason why I like people from Staten Island because they remind me of Southern people. They're like outskirts, but they're happy to be from the island. They're aware that there's stereotypes about the island. But people from the Staten Island, they're just like his, his whole team. Everyone, he got his friends all supporting. His friends come to the show. But his friends aren't just coming to the show to like watch it. His friends are like producers. So they're like, he has a producer. And all of a sudden... The show fills out. Show packs out. We got a room. My girl Courtney B's up there. She, I love her. She freaking crushes, crushes. Andre Thompson, fresh off uh, Jimmy Fallon, he crushes. Day Hodge, who was on the show last night, uh, he he does well. He crushes too. Who else? And then <laughs> Carnell, Carlin, freaking the Irish, the Irish man, he crushes. Then I close it out. And there's a Jared do like about 15, but I did about 22. You know what I mean? Like, hey, 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 Corona's out there. We might as well do some time. I don't know how many, how much longer I got on stage. So I blew the light, uh, which is very not not good. So that was Saturday night. So Saturday night, like I said, uh, the city's still city's still moving, but it's very light. Like I've never seen New York City like that less than many people. Right? Even during Christmas, there's a lot of people. So then we go to Sunday. Sunday. Uh, church is canceled. Church is online. Uh, I was about to watch church online because I said church is live, but I could tell through the production. This is not live at all. This is a pre-recorded taping. <laughs> so I watched like the, the five o'clock service uh, pre-recorded taping. Like I wanted to skip through it, but they whatever. Uh, so uh, I watched it. Uh, it's live. We're all live watching together. Me and a couple people watching the streaming service online. Uh, the pastor Taylor gives a good message. 
Good word. And then I get hit up. Jarrett, we got a show Sunday, Broadway Comedy Club. You coming? I said, lock me in. I want people to know on the scene, like, yo, I'm a freaking wolf, man. I'll take anything. I'm not going to take anything, but I'm, I want, I want, I want all the meat while I'm here. I left, I left my hometown in Florida. Like, I just want to be on stage. I want to be better. I want to be great. Uh, there's only, (laughs) there's only seven people in this show, which is not bad. Two of the couples are from the Bronx. They're having a good time, but you could tell a lot of people are scared and they're the, the, you got to take what the defense gives you. So I'm like trying to make them laugh. I get some good pops. Uh, then, uh, PD Diablo has a show in, uh, Queens Brewery in Brooklyn. And he goes, he, he writes me and goes, uh, he said, you inside or are you quarantined? You outside or are you quarantined? I was like, I'm outside, man. So I know that symbol. like, I'm coming to your show afterwards. So he throws me up a good spot. My dog Julio, another another wolf out here. He's doing there. Napoleon. Napoleon might be six foot. He might be 300. He might say 295. But I just saw this dude literally jump 10 feet in the air. So, yeah. So that's so it's going good. So that's going good. And then at the comedy show, that's when we get the executive order from Bill de Blasio to refrain from events so we know comedy shut down for eight weeks so just uh prayers out for all the comics out there man prayers out for all the comics out there that are that aren't day walkers that this is what they depend on so we hope they pay their rent you know hopefully there's something happens so i think if they get on the i don't know things are happening so you know things aren't good things are not good uh so then uh my day job i say i'm a day walker i'm a kindergarten teacher uh, school shut down till April 20th. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I wanted a break from school, but I didn't want this long of a break, you know. So after April 20th is when spring break ends. So uh, that's a long time to be out of school, especially for, like, little kindergarten kids because you have to physically be in front of them to, like, show them different things. Most of the kindergarten is, you know, kindergarten is really first grade. It's not really kindergarten anymore. They're learning, like, hard topics. So now we're mobile, we're online. So we're going to see how it goes, see how it goes. Uh, the older kids, I think they're better online because most of your learning happens online. You're Googling, you're researching and stuff like that. But the little kindergartens, they need choice time. They need time to interact with their friends, social, emotional learning. That's what they need. And right now it's it's done. So now we have uh, throughout New York City, uh, a lot of restaurants have been opening up to serve food to the kids that don't have lunch, like homeless children. So the city's coming together. They're, they're building together. Uh Today, I went to the gym. I like going to the gym because nobody's in there. Go to the gym, work out early in the morning before the people get in there. I don't try not to be around large crowds. I'm doing what I'm instructed to do. And then as I go move my car, I'm thinking about driving to Florida, but it's just too far. I'm not driving all the way back. <laughs> I'm not driving back to Florida unless until I get married and we do family stuff. But I'm not taking that drive back by myself again. I could do it. I just, I, I just didn't do it. Move my car, and as I'm moving my car and walking back, I hear this person knocking on the window, going, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> it reminded me of you never watched the Wiz. The Wiz is with uh, the Tin Man, not the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is the the original one. The Wiz is the black version with the great late Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, MJ. I know they try to kill you, dog. And Diana Ross, but the Tin Man was by Nipsey Nipsey Russell. <laughs> I remember the scene goes, help, help. Then they pry him out. It was like, free, rid of you. I was a seat cushion for Hatina, Hatina, Hatina. So this guy is cr- knocking from the window, help, help. And then I opened the door, and I was like, what's up? What's up, old man? He goes, hey, you got corona? You got the virus? I said, nah, man, I got five spades and a possible. He just starts laughing. He goes, hey, and he has no legs, right? He's in a wheelchair, no legs. He goes, hey, can you help me? I said, where are you trying to go? He goes, I need to I need to get outside. I got to get outside. I got stuff to do. I said, all right. And he goes, just just help me. I said, all right, I'll help him. I said, how do you want me to push this thing? He goes, don't, he goes, don't push me. I need you to wheel me back. I'm going to fall out. And I was like, I do not want to be the man. Knock out a guy with no legs. So I wheel him back. Then I goes, you all right, Pops? He goes, yeah, let me give you something. And he gave me $5. Boy, I said, well, I got a job. So I told him, I said, hey, I said, I'm going to be here. I'll be here tomorrow if you need some help. So I might be I might be a nurse. I don't know. I might be a, I might be a, well, never mind, freak. The old people have cor- coronavirus. Oh, freak, I didn't think. Of, oh, I did think about that because I washed my hands and I took a shower after that. 
So, uh, yeah, but that $5 was good, though. I wiped it $5. That's what I just did. And then uh, my wedding. My wedding's happening in April, so uh, a lot of people are hitting me up. Wedding, we're still going. Still going. Everything's according to plan. Uh, we're not freaking out. We're just, you know, God's in control. God's in control. I know everything's already written. I'm not going to stress out about anything else. I'm not worried about this epidemic. I'm just staying safe to what I can. So all the people hitting me up, are we still having it? Yes, Belize has not been hit with the virus. Hit it. What type of word is that? Has not been hit with the virus. They're good. Uh, and I think in April, everything will clear up. We're in late April. So when late April hits, I know that everything will clear up. I get to marry my queen and we're going to have a good time. I'm not, I'm not going to put any negativity out there. I'm only focusing on the positive. So that's that's what we're focusing on. Uh, other news. Other news. I've been getting a lot of, a lot of feedback. Off the podcast, shout out to people listening. We got a lot of listeners in uh, Israel, a lot of listeners in uh, uh, what is it? What country did it say? Uh, Luxembourg. I know that because I was I did stand up out there and I sent it to a podcast. Uh, a lot of people hit me up about uh, neighbors. Uh, I just want to let you guys know it's Isaiah's episode. Isaiah, Isaiah, he's a music producer, and him and his wife are starting uh, a healthy, healthy convenience store. But that is only in Harlem. Uh, I'll ask them to spread the store out throughout America. <laughs> but this is for Harlem in our neighborhood. A lot of people are hitting me up like, is this happening in Texas? I'm like, no. He is from the great state of Texas. But the store that they're having is inside Harlem. A lot of emails I've been getting about that. But it's a great initiative. Also, a lot of people have been hitting me up about Peter Garachi. Peter Garachi is the Caucasian man that is trying to get his black girlfriend back, his queen back. And I've hit him up, and he said that, you know, it's day by day. I told him to text her during this outbreak and say, hey, throughout this virus, the only thing I need is you. And he told me that she yelled at him because <laughs> she thought he was out doing stand-up right now. But he said he's trying to get her back. So he said the podcast, he enjoyed the podcast. I thank him for being so vulnerable to be a man, to not be afraid to express your emotions. And which made me think that the podcast will get better like when you open up more. And that's why I have to do open up more about myself. And the other feedback we've been getting is the Shamar Howell episode. Shamar Howell was my dear friend that passed away. Well, he was killed. He was murdered in uh, a couple years ago, and it was his birthday, February 28th. And a lot of my friends, uh, my friend Garrett, uh, hit me up. I was like, yo, that podcast was, it was hard to get through it. But it was cool just seeing my friends hit me up. A lot of people that I went to school for just hitting me up, and I realized, like, yo, I need to do better reaching out. So I reached out to some friends. And turns out my girl and Day and Tiffany, they live like a couple states away from me. Like, I can go visit them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was just good. Just, you know, chopping it up, letting people not, you know, forget his birthday and stuff like that. Which made me think of this, about this new thing I want to do called Yakota Stories and Afnorf Stories. I grew up in Yakota. Yakota is a place in Japan. And Afnorf was when I moved to the Netherlands. And I have all these wild stories that I tell people. And people look at me crazy when I tell them these stories. And like, no, that didn't happen. I was like, no, I wish I could. I need a witness. And when I call my boy Garrett and Joe, their witnesses like, no, I remember that happened. Dang, you remember that? And I tell my brother. Sometimes he kind of forgets. You know, he forgets. He's 30. I don't know how old he is. But he'd be forgetting stories. But I remember it. So I'm going to start doing this thing called Yakota Stories. I got nothing but time. I got like a month off. So we're just going to be dropping mad, mad episodes. Somebody told me the feedback is like, yo, the podcast is long, but I figured this is a time capsule of time. You know what I mean? If anything happens to me, God forbid nothing happens to me, or to these people that are on the podcast, I want there to be a time where they, you see where they were in the space of mind. It's a time capsule. That's what I want to say. It's a time capsule. So, uh, which brings me to today's episode. We're going to call it Corona Apology. Corona Apology. A corona of love. It's like some like to rock a love. Uh, today's uh, episode is going to be about my dear friend. I was thinking about, you know, making things right. Uh, it's about Keith Moore Jr. Keith Moore Jr. was my friend. He's still my friend. I consider him a friend. I haven't spoken to him in uh, maybe two years. But I've reached out several times. I have not gotten a response from him. I reached back. Uh, I'm going to see the last time I reached out to him uh, was... I'm going to just, you know, just a fact check to make sure um, everything. Last time I reached out to him was December 8th. And then I I reached out. I reached out December 8th to see how he was. Uh, no response. No response. No response. December. 
Yeah, that was December 8th. Last time I hit him up, I hit him up December 8th. <clears throat> and then, uh, turns out, like, I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm stalking him, but, you know, I, I, that was my boy. You know, that was my boy, and I'm trying to, trying to make it, trying to, trying to, you know, trying to chop it up with him and see what the deal is. And then I had a friend, a mutual friend, reach out to him, and he did respond back. He did respond back to our mutual friend. So that's why I know he's just like, he's just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> he's probably just like, no, I'm not effing with you at all. And she reached out to him. Uh, when's the last time she reached out to him? The last time she reached out to him happened. She reaches out to him November, November 13th of last year. And I reached out December 8th of last year because she reached out to him. She made contact and he responded back immediately. So I know he's avoiding me. <clears throat> so. Keith Moore Jr., Keith Moore Jr., he just recently followed the podcast One Man, One Tree in the Hill, so he followed me on Instagram, so I know he's listening, so this is my last interaction with him. So I met Keith 2012. 2012, we met, we were both roommates in Orlando, Florida at Disney World, right? I remember first meeting him. First, uh, uh, shout out to Christopher Timmons. He's the one that got me the gig at Disney. Disney is how pretty much my life, everything revolves around Disney. Uh, not on purpose, but that's how I met my future wife and how I met Keith. But I met Keith before I met her, and he was a, a significant part in all of this. So the roommate situation goes like this. First, I uh, get to the place. It is a four-bedroom apartment, two, four, six, three-bedroom apartment in Orlando, Florida. And there's six men living in this house. We share a common living area, which is okay, six dudes, six dudes. My roommate, his name is Chris Fabian. Chris Fabian, uh, uh, dude lives from South Carolina. Uh, don't like how he says the N-word, but I know he, he you know, I, I think he's trying to, like, he likes re-quoting jokes. He's like that type of person to just say the joke. I'm like, yeah, back up on that, brother. But he's from South Carolina, so I understand that's how they talk out there. But when we were in Florida, we definitely had to check that. Chris Fabian's like that. The reason why he's an important part of my life because we shared a room together and he sleeps like a mother. He's, he's like a mother bear. Like the loudest sound I heard in my life when he sleeps like. <laughs> I thought I was wrestling. I thought I was. I thought I was. I was a zookeeper, right? Sleeps like a bear, right? Chris Fabian's there. Uh, then that's the first person I meet because we all show up at different times. But I see that other like suitcases are here, so there's other people in his apartment. And then I meet Shane and Pat. Now, Shane uh, is inside my wedding. We're definitely good friends. And Pat, we call him Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise, because uh, he's, uh, I'm not going to say he's smooth like mayonnaise, but we just his name is Patrick, but we just call him Patty from Doug. That's Patty Mayonnaise. And the next room is Gilbert, a.k.a. Gilly Gill. Uh, he was fired from Disney World, Gilly Gill. And uh, Gilly's inside my wedding as well. He's a groomsman. And Keith, Keith Monroe, Keith Moore Jr. Right, we meet all these people. So, uh, three black men: me, Shane, Gilly, uh, two Caucasian dudes, uh, Chris and Patty. Uh, we finally all meet up together, and we just talk. You know, we're just—it's like a roommate situation. What's up? My name's Jared Waters. Boom, boom, boom. We fist pounding it out, and uh, we're just like, "Hey, y'all trying to party?" Because the significant thing about Disney is when you're doing the college internship. Like, I worked for the company when I wasn't in college. I worked separately when I took, like, a, a more, I took a, worked in, like, the education thing where we're doing this education uh, part of Disney World. But before that, I was an intern. And as an intern, it's three different types of interns. These are the interns who are, like, international people where they're, like, first time coming to America called the IC, ICP, International College Program, ICP's, ICP program. And then they're, like, young kids who have to go back to college, but they're kind of like taking a break to like work at Disney World. And these are guys like us. We were just freaking hustlers. We just finished college. We're trying to figure everything out. So we're trying to figure out, do you want to move in this company? We're just taking that space to just make some money, live in Florida, and party, but at the same time, go on to our career. That's where we were at. First person we meet is Gilly. Now, Gilly, <laughs> Gilbert is, uh, Gilly is a character. When I say a character, he's, he's a character. My whole family met him, and then when the first man like, Gilly is something. I said, no, Gilly is something. Uh, Gilly goes, hey, guys, let's all put our money together, and let's all think about food. And we're like, nah, we're not thinking about food. What What are you doing? We're five, six grown men. Everyone can fend for themselves. We're not having, this isn't a college dorm. But Gilly was more, Gilly think, yeah, Gilly was just about to go, just about to graduate college. And then uh, thing is, Keith, uh, Keith is more, he's like me. We're black nerds, you know what I mean? We love anime. Uh 
He's a fan of comedy. Keith plays a very important role in my life at that time frame. So I meet Keith. Keith has done the program already. Keith, Shane, and Pat met each other last year when they did the program, and they met back up. They became roommates. So that's how they know each other. Me, Gilly, and Chris, we haven't done the program before, so we're new to everything else, so it's good. We're using Keith as a Keith as like a, like a tour guide, him and that, because they know what to do. So Keith tells us already, hey, these are where the parties are. We should go to this. We should go to this. We're hanging this thing. I think it's called Patrick. We're at Patrick Hall. There's Vista Way where like more of the international peoples are. That's where my old lady was there at the time. And then there's, I don't know, if I forgot the other one. So we're all chilling, right? We're all chilling. And uh, I'm trying to figure out how we start to distance ourselves. You know what I mean? I think it's because Keith did feel inside the apartment that we were kind of tough on him. But like, when you're, it's all a male testosterone. Everyone's just roasting each other, you know, roasting each other. And he probably felt like he was alone. But at the same time, like I always, we're, from, we're both from the South. He's from North Carolina. I lived in North Carolina. I got family in North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, by the way, of Florida. So, like, we're all, I'm always checking in on him. And I thought we were cool. So, uh, he's telling me about the company and stuff like that and stuff that he's worked for. So, he's like, we're just cool. We're hanging out. We want to go to the movies. Me and him will go to the movies. Like, hey, what are you doing today? I was like, hey, I'm going to this park. I'll go to the park with you. So we're just meeting girls, having a good time, partying. Good time. Right? And then <laughs> uh, Keith was just, Keith was just, he's just a goofy guy. He's hes funny, but he's just goofy. He's just goofy. That's who he is, and I love him for being goofy. We were one time, uh, <laughs> we're on the bus riding to work, riding to work. So we use this, there's like a Disney bus that takes you to to the, the Disney property, and then you go, and then you can go in through the back, right? So we meet these girls on the bus. And I tell Keith, we have the saying on the, on the bus, like, if you meet a girl at Disney, you have to get her number on the spot or you'll never see her again. There's like 80,000 people in this park. So they're like, hey, if you don't get her, Magic Kingdom has her now. So we're hanging on the bus. We're hanging on the bus. And I was like, oh, Keith, she's interested. Let me fall back. So I sit in the seat behind. She's sitting. Keith's introducing himself. Beautiful girl. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, I think you should take down my number. Uh, she goes, okay, I'll take down your number. He said, because people uh, people really call me a mushroom. She goes, why do the people call you mushroom? He goes, because I'm a fun guy. <laughs> he said that He said that to her face. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, what the freak is this guy talking about? And she just busts out laughing. She's like, she's like, you know, she's kind of goofy like he is. And then they, they meet, having a fun time. That's the type of energy he was on. He was just, like, enjoying the moment. He's happy to be in Disney. He's finished college and stuff. So then, uh, Keith goes, hey, because like we're like a few days in, a few days in, and Keith's like, I already got something set up. I met some girls from last time at camp. I'm going to head over there. This is like maybe 11 o'clock at night. I was like, all right, man. All right, do your thing, Turbo. But he's going to their place, and he has pajamas on. He has a pajama bottles on and a white shirt. I'm like, dude, where the freak are you going? He goes, I'm, they told me to come over and watch movies. I said, do you think a woman will be happy if you showing up with pajamas? They're going to think that you already are trying to skip the movie. You're trying to, like, go past the Netflix and just straight to chill. And we're, like, we're roasting them about it. We're, like, roasting them about it. Like, well, look how crazy you look. You got to you gotta put clothes on, man. Don't go over there like that. So he goes over there like that, and he comes back the night because he has a book bag. It looks like he's looking, he's looking like he's looking like to, he's about to lay something down. And these girls are probably like, we just wanted to watch a movie first before anything happens. So, seeing a black dude, large black dude, walk inside your place, because he's like 6'2". Large black dude walking in with some pajamas, like, what is what is Mr. Dexter trying to do up in here? Dexter dabs. So, the next day, uh, we just have six dudes, ro- six dudes rolling together. We're roasting each other. You know, I'm, he's probably, like, feeling the type of way about it. But, you know, we're just roasting. And uh, then Chris Fabian goes, yeah. Oh, I know those girls. I work with them. They called you R... RBG. And he goes, What? Random black guy. And they're like, What? Random black guy? Like, yeah, he's a random black guy. Just they just walk in their room and he's in his pajamas trying to watch movies. And uh we all just roast him sort of about that. So it's just like it's not teasing, it's just, you know, roasting. But at now thinking about it, he probably felt the type of way. And uh the thing about it is Gilly was his roommate, so they had times where they would confide to each other. So so we're sitting there having a conversation like, yo, Keith, what's up, man? You're acting like mad, like different. What's up, man? And then Gilly goes, tell him what you said to me last night, how you feel like we're, <laughs> how you feel ostracized. 
And then, uh, and then I was like, dang. And when then we started roasting Gil, like, dang, how are you going to tell this man's personal business? He confided into you last night. So Keith pretty much, uh, he's, he's like, he's like very depressed a little bit. And we asked him like, yo, what's wrong? And he goes, it's not the same, man. Last time when I was at the Disney program, it's not the same. Everything's different. Like nobody's like, like, I feel like I'm not the man. Cause I guess he was the man last time. It was like different people, but. Now he just feels kind of ostracized, you know what I mean? He's talking to girls. Girls aren't really talking back at the time. And I said, hey, man, I don't, I said, yo, chill, man, just hang out. Let's just hang out. We'll see what's happening. Uh, the thing about it, I think it was like a race between Keith and Patrick because Patrick was just as creepy as, <laughs> Keith wasn't that creepy. Patrick was mad creepy. Like, girls <laughs> girls would be all like, is that the little guy, your roommate? I said, like, yeah. So Patty would meet a girl and immediately just hold her hand. And she's like, what the, what the, f- <laughs> He's married now, but this is how creepy he was. He was he was like she's a shark. He didn't waste no time. He didn't waste no time. As soon as he thought a girl wanted him, he had her arm around her, everything else, and and <laughs> that was Patty at Disney because Disney, it's like imagine spring break, Daytona Beach spring break, but imagine that as eight months, but with the most beautifulest people in the world. So that's what you're thinking about. So people are just people are just hooking up. People are hooking up. It's spring break. Spring Break, Jersey Shore, whatever you can think of, that's Disney. So I tell Keith, I was like, yo, man, let's, let's just kick it. Look, I met some girls at the pool. Uh, they want to chill. Let's all just go over there and chill. Now, this is like after a couple months. Uh, me and Keith were hanging out and stuff like that. And um, he goes, all right, let's go. And they go. the girl goes, I forgot her name. I do know her name. Kayla? Uh, Shayla? No, it's, uh, I know she's from Boston. She's from Boston. She's from Boston. She's from Boston. We meet at the pool, and we were hanging out a couple times. And she goes, "Hey, my roommates, we got nothing to do. Everybody's off work." I was like, "Well, me and my roommates are all off work." She's like, "Well, come through." So we come through, right? We come through, and I notice her roommate is looking over at Keith. And I tell Keith, "I said, hey, this one's interesting." He goes, "How do you know?" I said, "Listen. So tonight, look at me. Don't say nothing." I said, "Tonight, we're gonna be roasting you, right? But as we roast you, as we roast you." You're going to be the butt of every joke, and they're going to feel like, oh, my God, don't make fun of Keith. This is the game we're playing, right? So this is what we're going to do. you got to be the butt of the jokes. I pull him to the side of the bathroom, and what's going to happen is when we leave, this girl's going to feel sorry for her, and you're going to tell her how you really feel, and then y'all going to start making out, and that's going to be you, right? That's how it's going to happen. He goes, what? I said, trust me, that's how it's going to happen. So I go to the room, and I'm talking to, talking, uh, yes, her name. I'm talking to, uh, her name is Kay. I'm talking to Kay, and I'm like, look. Your roommate's interested in mine. She goes, how do you know? I said, trust me. I can know. I see it in her eyes. What you need to do is I need you to fall back, and I don't need you to block it all. She goes, I'm not going to block. I said, you might block. This girl keeps talking to us from Chicago. So everyone has different games. We're all single men. Gilly's game is like the random game. I don't know what his game is. I don't, I don't know how it works, but it works. Shane's game, he's from L.A., so he's from, he's from the Bay Area. So in the Bay Area, every girl's beautiful out there, so he doesn't give clearly an f he doesn't give an f uh he shane says the most disrespectful things but girls like it because it's cute disrespectful like one time we were hanging out with these girls at the apartment and he goes look i need y'all to wash the dishes before we play these cards we are not washing who do the freak you think you are i think you need to wash the dishes i think (laughs) he says stuff like that we're like hanging out with like one time we're hanging out with all these puerto rican girls and shane doesn't say anything right he doesn't say anything we're all making them laugh and they go what's up with your friend and we're all hanging out. And Shane goes, I don't like Puerto Ricans. And we're like, what the freak? Hey, they, these girls is nothing but Puerto Ricans. <laughs> and they go, what? Why? Why? Because we're loud? He goes, yeah, clearly. You guys are loud right now. And we're like, what? And by the end of the night, this Puerto Rican girl's like, now do you like Puerto Ricans? Uh, I don't know. Then they leave off, right? So I asked Shane at the time, like 2012, I was like, I'm curious about your game. He goes, in California, all the girls are pretty. So no one can be stuck up. We base people off personalities. So immediately I have to be the biggest jerk in the room for me to stand out because you're being the funny guy. He's being the sweet guy. So I have to be the jerk, and I have to be the jerk the whole time to let her know maybe I can change this jerk. I'm like, okay, this is that West Coast game. I like it. Learning a lot from that. So we go there. So that's Shane's vibe. So we're hanging out at Kay's place again. Uh, we're roasting Keith. We're roasting Keith and this girl, I forgot her name, but she's sitting like, oh my God, stop making fun of Keith. I think that's so respectful. He's just not out here just hooking up with girls. I think that's so respectful. We're like, oh, whatever. Next, you know, we're all hanging out and then we leave and Keith, she goes, maybe Keith should stay. I was like, all right, well, Keith can stay. Next thing you know it, 
me and Kay are chilling. I said, open that door, see what happens. So we go back in the apartment. And she goes, what's happening? She's like, your, your roommate's making out with mine. I said, indubitably, indubitably. So days go by, and now her roommate's over at our place all the time, like all the time. And uh, Keith and her are having adult conversations, but it's like, but you know, it's 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 some loud conversations. So we're like, hey, Keith, hey, brother, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's happy because he has his, he's got his mojo back, right? I was like, first of all, you guys aren't y'all both ain't y'all not married, but whatever. So next, you know, we're like coming in late. Next, you know. We're like sleeping. It's like late, and then she comes over. I was like, "Yo, Keith, what the? Should we wash this couch, man?" He goes, "What? Yeah, wash the couch. What are you doing, man? We sleep here. We we sit here." And so Shane makes him wash the the couch. He's like, "I don't get it. You guys want me to get girls and I get girls, and you guys are making fun of me." I was like, "Yo, he's just effing with you, but still, this ain't clean, man. Whoa, coronavirus, coronavirus." So uh, so that's that. So next, you know, our dynamic starts to change. Me and Keith, uh, we just hang out. Like, every time, we like, our goal is, like, we go to parties. We're like, hey, let's go to Spanish night at uh, House of Blues. And it's very hard going to Spanish night if you can't bachata because all these beautiful Spanish women are dancing around. I'm like, man, they won't stay still. They're just freaking moving around. What is going on? So uh, we're hanging out, and then and then uh, I get, that's when I get, I get, uh, I get put in Disney jail. So I get suspended from Disney. Uh, I told the story about not holding down the boats. I get suspended. So I'm just sitting there, not depressed, but like, I'm like, I'm just really trying to figure things out because my plan was go to Disney, figure things out, apply for jobs, not to go home immediately. So I'm just there sitting in the house, like waiting. I had to wait for four days. And Keith goes, hey, man, uh, you want to use my card and we can go to Disney and like chill? And he's asked how good of a person he was. I'm like, I'm like down. I was like, oh, man, thanks. And then I I, com- I tell him I was like, look, man, the true story is I came in Orlando because I'm I want I'm a stand up comic, and I came here to do stand up comedy. I just couldn't do it like that because, you know, we work all the time. But every night I'm nights I go out, and then Keith gives me, he asked me, he's like, have you heard of this comedian Patrice O'Neill? I was like, yeah, I heard of him. He goes, dude, you should listen to his new album, Mr. P. This is 2012. I was like, dang. And then after I listened to that album, like completely changed me. And then me and Keith had this new relationship because he would always send me like funny stuff. He's like a big fan of comedy. And then I, he would like go with me to comedy places. And before he went to comedy places, uh, I would tell him, like, look, man, I just met this girl. She's Belizean. He goes, oh, okay. I said, like, come out with me tonight. It's me, Shane, Keith, going out. And I was like, what'd you think of her? He goes, oh, she's bad. I said, she got friends. He goes, all right, pass them to me. I was like, all right, let me show you her friends. But her friends are from like Barbados or something like that. I was like, they got kind of attitudes, so whatever. <laughs> so uh, then uh, we're hanging out again. We're hanging out. And I noticed something about Keith. And I asked Keith, like, we're confiding one time. And I was like, why don't you talk to that girl, man? She's pretty. And I saw him, like, kind of diverge back. And I was like, I said, what's up, man? And he goes, like, growing up, man, like, it was hard talking to black girls, man. And I was like, look. And I told him, I was like, look. I said, just because you had a bad experience with black women don't mean all black women are like this, man. I said, look at this girl. She's she's light. She's, I know I said, I said, I said, she's light on the eyes. I don't know. She was, like, brown, like, dark. I don't know. Brown skin. I'm trying to remember. There's two girls I introduced her to. One dark skin, one brown skin. They're, like, light on the eyes, meaning, like, they're very beautiful girls. And they're, like, into Keith. They're, like, we're, like, hanging out at the park, going to, like, Star Wars Adventures or something like that. And they're like, into Keith, we're hanging out. And I was like, hey, I said, why? So I text Kay. I was like, why don't you give your girl, give your girl Keith's number? She's like, isn't he talking to my roommate? I said, look, it's, hey, hey, we all, we all being human on the boulevard. Pass it to Keith. So she's like, oh, I like Keith. He's very sweet. He's charming. I said, see there, Keith? Look, man. I said, he grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina, I, I remember what he was going through, I went through when I was young. Like people making fun of you, calling you like, different stuff because you're different but that's why i cling to keith because i'm like yo you're like a little brother to me even though he's older than me like i whatever you're going through in life i went through but i just went to japan and i found myself and i became more me you know so uh we're hanging out i got these old videos of me hanging out with lady back in the day of us just dancing and stuff we was having a good time and then he tells me, like, I'm going to extend at Disney. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I'm going to try to extend. He goes, all right, what happened? I was like, they didn't say I could extend, so I'm going to go back home. But it was six of us, but it came down to two of us. It came down to three of us, two of us. So first, Shane leaves. Shane, right now, he's hustling. Shane gets a job at Disney being a manager. Uh, so he becomes a manager, and he leaves. He leaves the apartment. So then it's me, Keith. 
Gilly. No, 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 no. Let me back the story up. First, Gilly leaves. Gilly gets fired from Disney World. So Gilly, Gilly gets fired because at Disney World, you can only have a certain amount of points of being late or getting reprimands, and you can only have 12 points. When they realize Gilly, what he was doing, he's, uh, he can talk you out of anything. So sometimes you're having a conversation with him. He'll just take you to a different topic, and you'll forget what you're talking to him, and he'll move on. So Gilly kept doing that. Gilly would show up late for work. He's partying. He's living like a rock star, having the time of his life. He shows up late for work, does whatever he wants, talks around just, you know, just distractions. But I see through distractions. He could BS it, but you can't BS it, BS it. So when they sat down with Gilly, they realized he had 29 points, and you're only supposed to have 12. So he should have been fired a long time ago. So they finally cut up to his points and tell him, if you're late one more time, you'll be separated from the company. So Gilly's getting up from work. He's doing his own thing. I said, Gilly, you need to stop partying and show up for work. He goes, no, no, it's all right. <laughs> so then I got, I'm going to post this video. I have this video. So then <laughs> so then Gilly, uh, he shows up late for work, and he goes, don't worry. I talked it over. My boss is cool. And we're all sitting there. It's all six of the boys, me, Keith, everything else. And we're like, Gilly, you're going to be fired today. He goes, no, trust me, I won't be fired. Phone rings. Hey, is Gilbert there? Yeah, you've been separated from the Walt Disney Company. We all, we all pause. Then we all just bust out laughing. We all just bust out laughing. And Keith is his roommate. And Keith is like, man, Gilly, you are a child. <laughs> it's like taking care of a baby in here. So Gilly gets fired first. And then Gilly's, trying, Gilly's hanging around the campus. Like, they have to take his Disney car, but he keeps his other car. So he's literally living by the pool. And I was like, look, Gilly, they find you here. We're going to get kicked off. So look, we're going to get you a bus. You got to go back to New Orleans, man. Gilly leaves. They don't replace him. Keith has his own room, so now it's a whole lot better. Him and his girls, they have a room. He's not on the couch anymore doing this adult talking. So then Shane leaves. Shane gets a job. He's hustling. He becomes a general, becomes a manager, takes his position. Now he's gone. So now it's me, Keith, and Pat and Chris. They don't replace anything else. Pat has his own room. Keith has his own room. I'm still with the bear. We're all hanging out. We try to hang out. Next thing you know it, Keith starts acting like different. I was like, Keith, yo, what's what's up, man? Why, I, I noticed that you're uh, you're distant. Like, what's up, dude? What's up, man? And he goes, man, it's uh, it's about the girl from Chicago. I was like, what happened? He goes, she's acting weird. I was like, why? What happened? Something. Tell me what happened. And he goes, and he shows me these these messages. And Pat texts, slides in. Pat slides in that girl's DMs and goes, hey, I wanna. I want to make those noises that you and Keith makes. I he says something like, "I hear you," and I hear you. And the girl gets upset. She's like, "Are you telling all the guys what I'm like?" And Keith is like, "No, I'm not like that." And then uh, we tell Keith we confront Pat. Me and Shane confront Pat. Like, yo, that's effed up, man. We're supposed to be dogs, man. We're supposed to be roommates, man. You, you, what's up, man? Ace, what's up with that, dude? We don't do that here. This ain't One Tree Hill. We ain't taking people's girls. What's up? There's too many girls out here for you to be trying to take Keith's, and we check them for it. And we wanted to let Keith know, like, yo, we support you, dog. Like, we know that's effed up. So Pat's like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And then you could tell Keith is like, you know, F Pat. You know, F Pat. But at the same time, we're both boys. We're like, yo, we can handle this. We can settle this. But he's like, nah, F that. So Keith's kind of like distant. Distance. Next, you know, Pat leaves. Uh, me and Pat, well, me and Pat, we're still cool. We hang out. He's hanging out with me and my lady. And then Pat goes, all right, guys, I'm moving. I was like, where are you going? Because I'm back to Jersey. I'm like, for what? I got a job. I got to pay my car. No, this is not enough money. I'm leaving like freak. So now it's down to three of us, three of us in this apartment. So pretty much ladies, pretty much hanging out every day. Uh, we hang out with Keith when we can. So we're all having a good time. And then uh, then lady leaves. She goes back. So it's just me, Keith, Chris. Uh, then Chris, he drives off to South Carolina. It's my last day. I pack up my car. No, 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 no. Before I pack up my car. Me and Keith are just hanging. We have like the last moment. We get this new roommate, this new dude. And this is probably the dirtiest dude we've met. Oh, my freaking God. Oh, I forgot. Chris leaves because he's going to, he goes back to South Carolina. So we get this another roommate. This dude's like 400 pounds. Oh, my God. The dirtiest person. Food all over the floor, everything else. Hold on. That's my alarm clock. And I'm like, yo, what the freak? Well, how dirty are you? So now it's me and Keith. We're bonding because we're bonding because we're the last two dudes here. Then we get this new kid that comes, and this guy is just like frat bro, everything else, young kid, just copying all my phrases and stuff like that. So me and Keith call him out. We're just like, and me and Keith were just like, we bond because we're the last two. So comes to the last wire. 
And I'm like, yo, Keith, man, I'm driving out tomorrow. We have like a dinner and something like that. You know, I told him like, yo, thanks for everything. It's been good. I go back to Tampa. So then we hit Keith up and then like, you know, we're still sharing comedy stuff. And Keith is showing me funny comedy things. I'm talking about podcasts, stuff like that. And then I was like, hey, there's a Florida's Funniest competition. I'm going to do it out there near you. You want to come with me? He goes, yeah, I pick him up. We drive. We're talking about comedy. Keeps the finesse. So he's talking to people, meeting people. And then we're just bonding. We're just, we're boys. And then I go back to Disney because I get an official job there. And I'm working. And I'm hitting up Keith. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? You all right? No response. Yo, 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 Keith, what up, baby? What's up? What's up, man? What what it is? Yo, I'm out here. What's, let's link up. Nothing. Because we were talking about, like, you know, Disney's not forever. You know what I mean? You got to find your everything else. But I worked back because I had the summers off. So I worked there for the summer. At the time, I was, like, living in a car. I didn't have to live in a car. I could have drove back to Tampa. But I was, like, crashing at Shane's house. And when Shane had a girl, I would just sleep in the van. My dad's brother like, why was he sleeping in the van? He could have went back home. But I was too tired to drive back back and forth for an hour. So uh, I hit up Shane. I'm like, yo, yo, what, yo, what's up with Keith, man? He goes, I don't know, man, but I know where he works. I said, how? Because Shane's a manager. He can find everybody in the system. I was like, all right, we'll pull him up. We pull him up. And I was like, I'm about to pull up to his job, man, because there's no reason. Something's up with him, man. I don't know what's up with him. So next you know, I'm still hitting him up, no response. But people are hitting me up like, hey, do you know Keith? I said, yeah, that's my old roommate. Oh, I just hung out with him last night. I said, so you avoided me. Like, I got no problem you avoiding me, but I want to know what I did to you to make me avoid you. So I pull up to his job. It's crazy, but I'm the type of friend, like, I don't, I need to know why there's distance. You know what I mean? So I hit him up. and I was like, yo, what's up? He goes, what's up, man? I said, like, yo, why are you avoiding me? What did I do to you? He goes, nothing, man. I was just, like, embarrassed. I was like, embarrassed for what? He goes, like, because I work here. I said, dude, you're finessing. Ain't nothing wrong working here, man. You're getting your ducks in order and stuff like that. Yo, man, we're boys, man. Remember that. We're boys, dog. He goes, yeah, you're right. So then we start hanging out again. We start hanging out again. We start going to, we're like going to country clubs. We're learning how to line dance. And it's like, yo, he introduced him to my boy Timmons. So we're all cool. And then I was like, all right, man, I got this job back in Tampa. I'm going back. We dap it up. We're always exchanging. Like I would just send him funny stuff. And then like these past two years. He doesn't say anything. I hit him up. I write him on his his personal page, his Facebook page, no response. Uh, I hit him up on his, I write on his wall. First, I like, I'm writing the messages. You know, I'm writing the messages to be all like, yo, happy birthday, blah, 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 Merry Christmas. No response at all. No response. And then, like, it's, 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 it's one of those things, like, when no one's responding to you, but you see, but you see that, but you see that they're responding to anything else. Like, I'll be like, yo. Yo, happy birthday, man. No <laughs> no response. Or then it'll repost like an Avenger movie that's coming up. Yo, hope all is well. Nothing. No response at all. And when I say we hung out, we did like everything. We were like, we were like peas in the pod, man, like everything else. So I'm like wondering like, yo, what the F happened? So like two years ago, 2017, 18, last time I response. So I hit him up and I was like, one thing I know, he loves uh he loves uh, uh, snow bunnies. So I work with a snow bunny. And I was like, she goes, I used to work on a cruise ship. I said, like, you did? I was like, yeah, he starts working on a cruise ship now. But he doesn't work on it anymore. I don't know anything about him now. But he's, he works on a cruise ship. He leaves Disney, goes to the cruise ship, which I think is cool. You know what I mean? He's cool on a cruise ship. Everybody loves him. He's a, he's, a, he's a very likable dude. I said, did you work on a cruise ship with my friend? And she goes, we have a mutual friend. I said, like, yeah, well, that was my old roommate. I said, yo, you should reach out to him. But don't reach out to him now. Reach out to him. Just I just want to see if he responds back. So she reaches out to him, and he res- and he responds back. He takes the bait, he takes the bait, and he responds back. He responds back. He responds back. She goes, uh, <laughs> she goes, hey, uh, I used to work with somebody on the boat with you. He goes, oh yeah, 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 cool. And he's like, you know, she's she's light on the eyes, so he's responding back. And she goes, yeah, that's super cool that you guys know each other. And she goes, I actually know a guy at my school that that knows you. She goes, who's that? Very random, but I work with Jared Waters. He goes, oh, my God, he was my roommate in Dizzy World. We did the internship together. She goes, somehow we figured out this. I told him I work for ships. Oh, nice. He told me he worked for Disney with you. He goes, oh, my God, small world. He goes, wow, that's funny. What a funny guy. Yeah, he's funny. And then he goes, since she missed me, he goes, all right, I want to go watch him. We pass out. Have fun. Bye. So I'm like, dang, man, what the freak, man? You know, I'm the type of person, like, if I, I, I admit... If I'm wrong, if I offended you somehow, I just need to know how I offended you. 
So then Christmas comes, I leave him this message right here. Yo, Keith, this is me, Jared Waters, man. This is, uh, this will be my last time reaching out, man. I don't know what, uh, well, I, know, I don't, I guess I don't know, but you're always, uh, you're a cool black dude, man. And uh, we always reach out to see how you're doing. I don't know if your beef was with, uh, Shane Patter. Probably, um, she well, man. We just linked up and was like, yo, what happened to Keith? And I was like, yeah, I hit him up, man. He never responds back. He hit up my white coworker though. Yeah, I don't blame you. But look, man, I want to invite you to my wedding. Our wedding's in Belize. Everybody's coming out. If you don't want to rock with it, no problem. I get it. I don't get it, but I mean, if I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, just signed this deal with Nickelodeon. So, uh, pretty cool. Producing some things right, some things that they pick it up. Cool if not, you know. Just checking on your posts, man. Let me know how you feeling out here on these streets, baby. Yeah, that was the last thing I did. I didn't sign a deal with Nickelodeon, but I was trolling to see if he would respond back. Uh, yeah, and I invite him to my wedding because I'm going to be honest. I wanted him to be a groomsman. Like all the groomsmen in my life, all the groomsmen in my wedding are from different parts of life that I've had. Uh, Keith and Keith, Gilly, and Shane, I wanted them three because those are the boys that I met at Disney. Pat can't afford to come to the wedding. Uh, no, he's can't. I don't know. He's, I can't say. I'm not gonna say he can't afford. Pat just said he can't do it right now. He just had a wedding, so times are rough. And I had in my wedding. I have a lot of groomsmen, but they come from each point of my life. So my groomsmen from Dakota, Joe Saffel, Garrett McCall. My groomsmen from college, uh, Marcus, Marv, Shane, and and Andre. Groomsmen from my elementary years, Marcus, Raymond. And then grooms them for life. So the people that I've met in life, my brother and the rest, Sasha, Romance, Big Mike, those are the people I've met throughout different stages of my life. And honestly, I wanted to be a part of my wedding. Like I won, like I like when I met you, I knew I had a friend for life. But now, I don't know. But like I said in that message, like this is the last time me contacting you. But I guess it's not because I, you know, as two black men. When there's a disagreement, I feel like there's, it takes a bigger man to apologize and say I'm sorry. And I want to say publicly that I'm sorry if I ever offended you. I'm sorry because I know I'm a tough person. I'm tough on my friends. I want the best of them. You know what I mean? Sometimes it'll feel like, like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm beating down on you. you know. But I, I, my intentions were never to beat down on you. It was just to uplift you. And uh, since it's the coronavirus, I hope you don't get it. I hope you don't get it. I just want to say black man to black man, I'm sorry, man. I apologize if I ever offended you. And if you don't respond back to me, I'm cool with that. I just want to put it on. I want to put it, unleash it on you to be like, this is me. If you ever wanted to know how I felt, this is how I felt, that I I thank you. You're a big part of my life. You were with me when I met my future wife. You helped me with stand-up, showing me different comedians I never met before. And you opened my mind up to like this new phase of comedy, which really changed me and made me a a lot more hungry in different aspects of that, and I appreciate you for that, dog. And I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't really get sad a lot, but I, I wish you were part of the wedding. I know uh, since you haven't responded back to me, you won't be a part, and you can't be a part of it now because uh, we got to cut people out of the wedding in general because I invited too many people. Uh, forgive me to my fiance. But I just want to say, Keith, man, I love you, man. I wish you nothing but the best. I pray that the snow bunny that you get is amazing. Whoever you get a wife, everything else, whatever you're doing in life, man, I wish you nothing but the best. God bless. This is one man, one tree in a hill. You guys stay safe out there. Peace.